For those of you that have listened to the podcast, you know how big of a fan we are of Build-A-Trend and that we have used this software for the last four years. And many of the guests that we brought on the podcast are also Build-A-Trend users. And in this day and age, with as busy as all of us are in construction, as complicated as it is with escalation pricing, lead times, tracking, organization, all of us need a good project management software to help simplify and organize our business. And there are a couple features that we love a ton about Build-A-Trend. And one is the owner portal. The other is the daily logs. And these are features that we use daily, right? Half of my clients are out of state. And as an owner, it is so imperative how we communicate with our clients, with our team, with our customers. And through Build-A-Trend, this allows us that quick connection. They can check at any time. We can communicate with them. We're up to date. This has actually helped us win jobs, win projects because of that organization, especially at pre-construction. And Build-A-Trend also offers a ton of service on the back end, training and understanding and workshops, you know, to help us use our software effectively. They also have the podcast, The Building Code. To learn more, head to buildertrend.com backslash AFT to get a 60-day money-back guarantee on your Build-A-Trend account. That's 60 days to make sure you love this product with no pressure, and I know you will. When we talk to our clients, we talk to our subs, like, look, we're all on the same team here. And we've, we've had that conversation lately, even with some clients. They just naturally feel like when we start the process, it's us versus them. When <laughs> we're just like, no, like that's not, that's not the case. So welcome to the AFT Construction Podcast. We have Brady Fenn with us today. Welcome, Brady. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So Brady and I go back quite a bit. I'm sure we'll get into it in this episode a little bit, but uh, <laughs> Brady's part owner, you know, partner with uh, Jeff Rogers. So you guys are Fen Rogers here in town. And uh, I guess I could say we're kind of a friendly competitor to some extent. Yeah. I mean, to be labeled a competitor with you, I think is an honor for us. So um, <laughs> we're getting there. We're, we're trying to be competing more and more, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, you guys have some amazing product and I love your story. You know, it's pretty rare that I bring someone on and I know you've listened to the podcast where I'm not typically like, Hey, what's your story background? But I think there's some context for those listening. Cause I know you pretty well, but you know, a lot of people in the past have reached out. One of the questions I get a lot is, Hey Brad, I'm, you know, my family's had a business or my father or mother and I've taken over and, you know, we're trying to figure out where I play and how do I become a partner? How do I get them out? How do I transition? How do I figure out, you know, the new way of doing things we'll call from social media to where they are. Um, but I think it's relevant for you because of where you are with your partnership. So how did you uh, find the opportunity to work for Jeff Rogers? Yeah. So Jeff, I actually met Jeff through, uh, through church. He was one of my church leaders that I knew a little bit before I got married. Um, I knew he was in the custom home building business um, and knew that I kind of wanted to do some sort of construction is is kind of what I had planned on. So my my going back a little bit further, my dad's a home builder in southern Arizona. So I kind of grew up around the business. But anyways, got to know Jeff through through church and then actually moved away to Utah. And we kind of, you know, I wasn't really talking with him anymore. But my wife is from Mesa. And when we were planning to get married, like let's move back to Arizona. And so I just like kind of on a whim called Jeff just to see um, if he needed help, if he needed a project manager or something like that. And sure enough, he did. This was back in 2014. So the economy was kind of starting to pick up a little bit. Things were, you know, coming out of the the crash, the recessions. And so, um, yeah, just called him up, said, Hey, I'm moving back. And he said, yeah, actually I've, I've been thinking I need to hire a project manager because he just, it was just a one man show at that point. So it, uh, yeah, it all worked out. So let me ask you this. I mean, you mentioned your dad's a home builder in Southern Arizona. Was there any conversation about taking over the family business or partnering with your dad? A, a little bit, but I mean, the town I grew up in is Benson. I mean, it's population like 5,000 people. So <laughs> it was like, I didn't have a huge desire. I knew that I wasn't really going to go back there. Um, Couldn't get your wife so, to move down to Benson? No, there's not a Nordstrom in Benson. So <laughs> Ashland wouldn't want to live there. Uh, <laughs> But no, so I mean, that was, yeah, it just was never really um, something that I thought about, um, especially because my dad, he's actually, he's, he's served a few um, missions for our church uh, of recent. So actually, I think at that time, his business was basically shut down. He was on a mission. And so it wasn't really 
it wasn't really something up and running for me to come and take over at that point. So, yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and yeah. it's interesting that Jeff had an opportunity because 2014, I mean, that's essentially, I started my company in 2013. It's pretty slow. I mean, it's yeah. still a slow economy. And so there must've yeah. been a good relationship you have with Jeff for him to say, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. To yeah, I think so. And I think like, it was like, he saw, you know, if he was going to have some sort of exit strategy, he was going to have to start preparing, I think at that time. And, but no, it was slow. I mean, the first thing I did with him um, was on a remodel and he was like, okay, here you go. Like, here's a, here's a scraper and go tear up this wood floor. So that was like the first job I did with Jeff was tearing up this wood floor and working with the crew of guys hanging drywall and just kind of cleaning up, doing some demo, kind of doing whatever, whatever they needed. He had this crew of three guys essentially um, that were, there are trim carpenters that we actually still use today, but they did everything for him back, you know, back then when he was just trying to maximize profit on jobs. It's interesting. So it wasn't even so much, Hey, I want to come on and be a superintendent or manager at the time. I mean, it was more just let me find a fit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I think he, we both wanted it to grow to that point. I mean, that was his goal and it was my goal too. I mean, but it was like, Hey, as long as I don't have projects for you to run yet. So just in order to, for you to get your foot in the door and start learning the company, it was just go do, go do whatever. So that's what I was doing when you and I first met, um, playing basketball. I mean, that's, that's literally what I was doing. I was working for him. I'd finish go play basketball and then I'd go and do demo, go do, I, I remember peeling sheetrock off or uh, wallpaper off of walls and just doing basically whatever I could. Oh, to be young. Whatever again, Jeff right? told me, whatever Jeff told me to do, that's what I was doing. <laughs> well, the funny backstory to this, um, and you may not even know this, Brady, but so there's a group of us that have been playing basketball Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, a.m. at 5 a.m. for, I think, as long as I've been here, this group's been together. I've been there, what, 14 years playing, I think, 15 wow. years. And, um, you know, it's changed because, you know, people move, but, you know, but it's been a continual thing. So I remember I was, I, I was busy with work for a few weeks and they're like, Brad, you better, there's this young kid and he's like balling <laughs> everybody up. He's like super good, you know, he's dominating. And uh, I remember coming back and we met and I didn't, I didn't realize we were already at Fen Rogers at the time or Jeff Rogers at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Literally like, so we, that's funny. I, I haven't heard that story, but that makes me feel good. Cause I am <laughs> not as good as I was back then. You you've, I feel like you've gotten better and better as time's gone on, but I've definitely gotten worse, but uh, no. yeah. So you still got your shot. Basically, <laughs> so basically we, um, yeah. When, when we essentially got married, we were living in Utah, moved back here like the week before we got married got married, went on our honeymoon and then started working with Jeff right away. And then how did that role change? I mean, was there ever a conversation or a game plan that I want to be more of a superintendent as opposed to maybe just, you know, a labor? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that was, it was definitely the goal and it was just kind of building up and getting to that point. So it turned into these couple of remodels that I was on, um, he would kind of start, he would start training me and kind of just like, Hey, this is how I do things. This is who, um, these are the subs that we use. And this is kind of how he did things. And so he, he was good at like teaching me and, and explaining his business in that, um, in that sense. And then it got to a point where he was going to build a house out in, um, Santan Valley, I think, um, it's funny thinking back to that. Like it's, it's definitely not a project we would do today, but it was probably a 2000 square foot house or something. And then it was like, Hey, Brady, this is your job. These are the clients. Like I'll guide you. I'll be there with you every step of the way. But it was kind of like, you just go and you, you build this house basically. And so that was kind of me being thrown off the deep end a little bit and trying to just figure it out. And Jeff is very much the type of like, Hey, come, come to me. When you have questions, I'll be more than willing to help and more than willing to uh, guide you along in the process. But it's kind of, you just got to figure it out as you go. And so that, that was kind of the first project. And then that grew into doing another one and it kind of just kind of snowballed from there. So as you look back, you know, at this transition, especially as you're getting your own house now, Santan Valley, um, 
you know, it's very common for a lot of people to say, Hey, I want experience. You know, how do I get that experience? How do I learn the ins and outs of building? Um, even, even some more seasoned builders that maybe have a certain product and they're trying to upgrade their portfolio to a different one. What do you attribute, you know, as you think about the gain of knowledge? Cause it's one thing to maybe be around it with your dad being a home builder there in Benson, mm-hmm. but you know, as you get into it yourself and you're managing and now here you are running your own custom, it's one thing to under, understand the survey, right. And the, the structural components to the finishes and making sure you have an eye and catch everything and you only know what you know. So, you know, how, speak to just maybe, you know, that growth and education and knowledge. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, um, just basically, like I said, being off in the deep end a little bit and just learn how to swim when you're out there in the ocean. So, um, but it was just a lot of like, okay, what, what questions do I need to ask? Who do I need to ask to get this figured out? And, um, Jeff has always had a really good team of subcontractors and that's something that's been super important to us, even, you know, moving forward, I think for any builder, but just the, the personal relationships with subcontractors. So I was able to really just talk with these subs and say, okay, what, why are you doing that? Or how do you do that? What do you typically do? And like, what, what comes next? And so I really just kind of had to put myself out there and talk with these subs and, and essentially swallow any pride that I, that I maybe had of just pretending like I knew what I was doing because I really didn't. So it was just asking them and being humble enough, I guess, to ask questions, but then also just thinking it through, knowing who to ask. And like I said, Jeff was always there. If I ever had questions and, you know, he would come and meet with me on site and say, okay, these are some things you need to be thinking about. This is what um, is going to be coming next. And I found out pretty quick that if you weren't planning ahead, then it's very easy to, to fall behind. I mean, luckily back in those days, materials were pretty readily available and this house was very simple. It was very basic. So it wasn't like there was anything uh, extravagant that had, you know, super long lead times or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, I I think that the biggest part was just being willing to ask questions and um, knowing that I didn't know the answer. And so if I, if I didn't know what I was going to have to ask somebody to get it figured out. So let me ask you this, because there's a point of this that's interesting. When you mentioned that, um, you know, use the word humble, was I humble enough to ask? I think it's a little tricky, too, because when you're a manager, an owner, or like you're a partner in your company now, it's one thing to maybe say, I have some humility. I'm willing to ask a question about why are you doing it this way, or or maybe the thought process behind it. Um, But there's another aspect of that, like, should I be asking this? Should I not know this? You know, am I going to look uneducated in front of my customer? You know, how do you balance that aspect? Because yeah. I think a lot of people may struggle to, they, they need to act like they know, even though they may not know. And that could be anything, not just building, but maybe financial or accounting elements of their company or marketing, SEO, whatever it is. Yeah. I think when I was in that position, and I'm sure that Jeff had a discussion with those, with those clients to help them understand kind of what was going on. And so for me in that position, it was, it was okay. I wasn't like they had hired me to build their house and I was expected to know everything. And so there was kind of a mutual understanding there, but then, yeah, no, it, it now, um, as, as a business owner, as a partner in this business, as, you know, as I'm talking to clients, yeah, I definitely have to like make it seem like I have it all together and know the answers to questions. And you do have to kind of like learn how to, uh, answer with some vagueness on certain things, you know, or be strategic about that. But then at the end of the day, I mean, I think it, it's never wrong to, to be honest. And so if you're in that position where it's uncomfortable, or maybe you forgot about something, or anything, you know, I've learned that it's better, it's best to just own say, Hey, I'm going to go figure out what I need to do to fix this rather than, uh, pretend and then have that, you know, not do anything about it and have it be a bigger problem later on down the road. The the trade partner and subcontractor relationships unique. And I know that's something that sets you guys apart because of the relationship with your subs and trade partners. Um, the reason I bring that up is because I was speaking to a trade just last week and he was mentioned some other builders that he's worked with. And he's like, Brad, they're just so hard, right? They're just impossible. And 
they feel by hiring me, they own me and there's no like camaraderie. What do you attribute, you know, just to, because there's a fine line of making your trades accountable, making sure they perform, you know, making sure they're given competitive numbers and not getting complacent or, you know, taking advantage, whatever it may be. So there's a fine line of management to manage them, but also to have a personal relationship, you know? So at the core of it, you know, what is that that sets you and Jeff apart? Man, that's, that's a great question. And I think I'll defer like Jeff, that's one of his strongest suits. And I think it's like um, probably how he is as a parent as well. But I mean, he is, he's the perfect balance of, being someone that subcontractors want to work with. Um, so he's personable. He's, he's grateful. Um, he, it goes out of his way to talk to the guys and say, Hey, you're doing a good job. Thanks. This looks great. All this, you know? And so it's, it's the whole, like, you know, they have to know that you care about them, that you appreciate them. And then if they know that, um, then those moments of correction are a lot easier. You know, they feel, they don't feel like someone's just coming and picking out all their flaws and all their weaknesses and stuff. They know, Hey, this is, this is a good guy. He's, he's nice to me. He's gone out of his way to talk to me. I mean, Jeff, it's so it's um, funny to hear him go to the job site and try to speak Spanish to some of the guys. Cause he is the most like gringo and I am too. Neither <laughs> of us actually, neither of us speak Spanish, but he's just always trying to, Oh, Hey, amigo, how are you? You know, and just trying to talk with the guys and I think they get a kick out of it. So, um, but yeah, so for me, that's, it's been huge for me to see how he interacts with these subs because, I mean, as you know, we're, we're nothing without our subcontractors. We really depend on them to put the product forward. And um, yeah, he's, he's just done such a good job of being personable, being kind, being respectful, appreciative, you know, rewarding when um, for a job well done, but then also, you know, holding accountable. Jeff loves, as you do, a clean job site. I mean, if he goes, shows up and it's not, it just drives him crazy. And so I think that they, our subs know that and they, they um, try to keep that, that mutual respect there. It, it's interesting to say that because what what I love that you shared is that like, if, if you know that you care, right? Like, and that's, I think just true in any relationship. Like if you know that you care, yeah. there's an understanding people are going to be more motivated. They're going to try harder you know, you and I work with, uh, an example I have from our side is we both work with Alicia Taylor. You know, she's a designer yeah. here in town and you and I both have a great relationship with her and her firm. And, um, you know, none of us are perfect, right? As builders, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, we try to be, but you know, there's things that fall through the cracks and there's mistakes my team's made management wise. And I remember there was a, we have a project right now and, um, long story short, somehow fell through the cracks. We didn't contract the tile work. And so by the time for the tile, there's long lead times. We have to, re I mean, it's just a complete mess. And we went to Alicia and just said, look, Alicia, we made a huge mistake. This is totally on us. You know, this is nothing on you, our team. And we laid it out and, and she was amazing. Just like, okay, let me help to, you know, figure this out. And I found that with trades too, that, you know, a lot of times if you call them and say, Hey, I just need your help. Like we made this mistake. Here's this issue. How can we figure it out? You know, for manpower. And, um, you know, there's something about that teamwork and, uh, uh it, it's definitely tough, but I found that as you build those relationships, it goes a lot further. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we've had those same conversations with subs and, and, you know, it kind of goes, it goes both ways. I feel like there's, there's been countless examples where, yeah, I've, I've forgotten something or our project managers forgotten something. And so we're like last minute begging our subcontractor, Hey, can you get out here to do this? Can you go um, throw this floor outlet in? Can you do whatever, you know, things like that, that were missed. And they do it. I mean, they, they do their best. I, I feel like anytime that situation has come up, they're like, man, okay, what can I do? And I think it just goes to that pre-established relationship that's there. And so, you know, it, there is a little bit of give and take. And so, you know, when they, if they miss something or if they're delayed a little bit, you know, we try to be, we try to be understanding, give them the benefit of the doubt. But then, like you say, it comes to a point where you do have to make sure that you are owning the project and that when things are starting to slip, you definitely have to hold people accountable. But I think there's, there's definitely give and take there for sure. And, and I do love when you get to the point of open, open communication where you and I both know these last couple of years has been really challenging. There's been limited labor material. Mm -hmm. And so the subs that are really communicative, like even if they made a mistake or overbooked or overcommitted, 
you know, to say, Hey Brad, I've, you know, here's where I'm at and to come with me and now you're problem solving instead of just finger pointing. You know, I think that's the core of this is like, how can we get on the same page and problem solve together? Because that's what we do. Essentially that's a day-to-day issue for us. Yeah. I feel like for some reason there's this, um, like notion that construction and between contractor and client and contractor and subcontractor, that there's this like adversarial relationship. And I I think that that's just so wrong and so backwards. I mean, we really try to, when we talk to our clients, we talk to ourselves, like, look, we're all on the same team here. And we've, we've had that conversation lately, even with some clients where they just naturally feel like, when we start the process, it's us versus them when we're just like, no, like that's not, that's not the case. Like it's, we're all here on the same team. Like we're going to be open and honest with you. Like we expect that you'll be understanding um, with us, especially we do a ton of remodels. Um, It's a, it's a good chunk, good portion of our business. And um, you know, doing a remodel is like having open surgery there in front of your clients, (laughs) like living there while it's happening. So, I mean, they see all the inefficiencies they see all, you know, and so, but it's just crucial to explain like, Hey, this is all, we're all part of the same team. We're all trying to get to the same place. It doesn't need to be us versus you. And I think that's, that's just what we really strive for in our company for sure. So speak to the evolution. I know, um, you mentioned early on when you were doing this house, you know, you're like, Hey, well, this is a project we probably wouldn't do today. You know, why is that? Is that attributed to to growth you've had clientele, social media strategies? I mean, just where Fen Rogers is today, as opposed to maybe 2014. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of it just kind of riding the wave of a, of a good economy, but I think that's where I've, I've looked at someone like you just in the types of projects that you've done and seeing your, growth and social media and seeing just, um, you know, the types of projects that you were doing or that other builders were doing. And it was just trying to like, man, I want to, I want to do that. I want to, those are the types of projects that would, what I want to do. And so I think a lot of it just came from trying to figure out who, where are these jobs going to come from? Um, Jeff Rogers um, had been in business. Jeff Rogers Custom Homes had been in business for 30, 35 years, basically at that time and had, um, he had done a lot of Mediterranean, a lot of Tuscan homes. And, you know, the last 10, 15 years, last 10 years or so that, that style has kind of gone, gone out. We're doing a lot of different things. And so there was a little bit of this notion of those are the types of projects that Jeff Rogers custom homes does. And that was something I just was like, man, I just, I don't want to do that. I don't like, I don't like that uh, uh, stigma placed on us. And so I, a huge part of it was just building relationships with architects and um, draftsmen and interior designers, because I knew that's where those jobs were, were going to come from. And so it just took a few, um, to kind of get that ball rolling. And then I tried to get really active on social media again. I mean, I still remember chatting with you at basketball and being like, Brad, how is your Instagram blown up? Like I remember what, I remember checking it one time he had like 2000 followers or something. And then a year later, months later, it was up to 20,000 or whatever. So I remember picking your brain on that and just like, so we've, We've tried. I mean, um, that's definitely something we need to try harder at, but that's, that's been a big part of it. Just, you know, showing people what type of work we do and trying to change that, that mindset or mentality of the type of project that we do. It's interesting. So you mentioned you started working with designers too. I mean, was that something common with Jeff Rogers before? Or is that something kind of no. you and started building? No, Jeff had, I mean, he had done a handful, but it was totally the notion, kind of the old school notion of man, entire interior designers just make the project so much harder. They just slow it down. They just want to change everything. They never answer any questions. They just, and so, I mean, I remember sitting in meetings with potential clients and them asking about it and us just being, or Jeff being like, no, we just, no, you don't need an interior designer. We can get that figured out. We'll line you up with the vendors or whoever you need to talk to. And, uh, and rightfully so, I feel like there has been a shift probably in the last, um, five or eight years. And maybe it's just my, I don't know what your thoughts are that. Maybe that's just my view of it, but interior designers, at least, um, you know, that we've worked with, it become a lot more builder friendly. And again, the same thing of, Hey, we're a team, let's work together. Let's, um, uh, 
let's see what we can do to all benefit each other where before, at least from my understanding, kind of more of the old school was again, the us versus them mentality between designer and builder. So that, that took some, it, it took Jeff a little bit to get on board with that, I think. But if you ask him today, I mean, he, you know, you mentioned Alicia Taylor. Um, I mean, he absolutely loves these designers, loves the jobs that they bring to us, loves their spec books and everything. And now, we, you know, we can't imagine it doing it without an interior designer. It stresses me out thinking, how did you do without a designer before? Right? <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's crazy, but let me ask this because I mean, I, I almost wonder. You know, it's funny because a lot of designers will reach out and be like, "Hey, Brad, how do we find a builder that's like more um, collaborative, right? That's more forward thinking, you know, as far as integrating yeah. a designer." And where I don't know if it's a younger generation thing, you know, or maybe it's the stigma, or maybe it's social media, maybe it's a com- culmination of all these different things that have kind of come together. And there's mm-hmm. more education. Do you still struggle though? Because you understand the value of a designer, you understand the value of you building a home with clear specs and how that affects schedule and budget. Um, is it ever a hiccup with your clients saying, Hey Brady, I know what I want and I don't want to hire a designer. Yeah. Yeah, it still is. And I wish we're, we're not quite to that point yet of totally um, turning down a job if they don't have a designer, which I know what you're going to say to me on that. And I know, <laughs> I know that we just need to do that. We just haven't quite gotten there yet. And I think, I think a part of it, and this kind of goes back to the value of my partnership with Jeff is that Jeff has a really hard time turning down work. Um, and that's just from him going through the crash going through and maybe even a couple of crashes basically. And so that's been really good for me to see that mentality that he has. But, but anyways, we, we just have different, um, we've hired a couple of, uh, people in house and we have a coordinator in house that has a little bit of design background to where, and she's familiar with our process. So if, if we do get that job that we, that still makes sense, the clients are great and the job makes sense. It's close by. We want to do, we have that, um, capability to do it, but you know, we know what it's going to be like when we finish the project and they're going to be like, man, I wish I would have hired an interior designer, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting to that point. Well, I know, I know you are. I mean, I see some of the projects you're doing and, and, and it's amazing what you built Brady in such a short time with Jeff and, and not that you didn't have established company, but just brand recognition, mm-hmm. social media. How was that? You know, I, I, I think a big thing is I know you're really big. You and I had lunch probably five years ago and you're asking questions, you continue education. How's that been as you're trying to bridge, say, hey, I think we should do X, Y, and Z. And Jeff maybe saying I've done it for 30 years. You know, how do you make that partnership work? <laughs> it's um it's been tricky at times for sure. I mean, um I feel like I naturally was trying to push my way in probably faster than I should have. Um <laughs> and so there was a little bit of um that's definitely not your personality. Of, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there was there was some butting aheads at times. And uh, in, in fact, to the point where at one point I actually left and went and worked for another company. I was like, you know what? Maybe when I just need to. Um, man, this was, shoot, let's think here. Probably six, seven years ago. I wasn't that far in the process with Jeff. Maybe Maybe it was five years ago. I don't know. But um, it didn't last very long. That's why you didn't even probably didn't even know about it. It's funny. So I I left. I went and worked with another builder, uh, kind of a group of guys that were a little bit younger, kind of younger culture. And I'm like, you know, this is maybe maybe I can grow with these guys a little bit. But I remember uh, basically calling Jeff about two months later. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily for me, he had hired another guy um, to take my spot and he wasn't working out. So we did kind of have that little bit of a breakup and we both were like, okay, this is not working. So, <laughs> so we're dating other people and then realize we yeah. don't want each other. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it kind of, it was good for me to get some clarity and I'm pretty sure, and I got a raise out of the situation. So, I mean, that, oh, nice. <laughs> that worked out good too, but I think it, it helped us both realize, um, kind of that we we liked working together and it was a good fit and we just needed to kind of get through these growing pains and so at that point it was okay let's kind of map this out like 
you know, he eventually knew that he was going to want me to take over, but that was still maybe five, seven, eight years down the road. I knew that there was this kind of, um, you know, light at the end of the tunnel or kind of a, a, a carrot dangled out there that I had to work towards. But it was at that point where I was like, okay, I need to just like focus on growing this company and focus on getting it to be what I want it to be, because that's going to be beneficial for both me and Jeff. Um, but then there was, you know, a few years later, kind of another, another hiccup, another, you know, at a crossroads basically where I was like, man, this is just not, it's not going as fast as I'd like it to. It's not progressing as fast. And I guess you could say I'm a millennial where I just want, like, (laughs) (laughs) I wanted the title and I wanted the, uh, the compensation and just kind of wanted to be recognized. And, um, so it came to a point where I was like, man, should I just go and, and start my own thing? Should I just split off and, and do my own thing? This was probably two years ago, maybe I can't, I can't even remember, but, but fairly recent. And so I kind of talked to Jeff and he was like, well, I mean, wasn't quite ready to, to give up the reins yet, but, um, you know, was thinking, do I, do I need to go find somebody else again? Like, let me know. I need to know. And so I was struggling with that for a little bit. I mean, I talked to you, I talked to a couple of their builder friends and mentors and just, man, what do I do? And, um, ultimately came back to, you know what, like just need to be patient. I need to kind of wait this through. I really like the, the trajectory that I was on with, with this company that I had. And, and a couple of years ago, we, you know, we we were doing way more than we were back when I first started. And so I'm like, man, I've put so much time and effort into this. I don't want to just walk away. And I didn't feel like I could start my own company and just basically use all the same subs and kind of use the same resources. And I was like, I just don't feel good about that. If I start on my own, I'm going to have to start from scratch on these things. Um, But then it just kind of was like, you know what, Jeff has been so good to me. Um, This, this, um, this whole time I've been working with him, he's taken care of me. I mean, he's been like a father figure to me. And it was like, yeah, I just, I don't, I just need to ride this out. It was important for me to think about him and not just about myself. Um, And ever since then, it's been, um, again, we, we've had a little bit of a change. That's kind of when we decided, okay, let's change the name. Let's solidify our partnership. You can um, essentially have a ship buy into the company um, and then had a clear path moving forward of what, his exit strategy is going to be like what it's going to be like for me taking, taking over. And I think once we had that clarity in place, we both felt really good about it. And um, it's been, been great ever since. This episode is brought to you by Pella windows. When it comes to building homes at AFT, almost every project has Pella windows and they've been just an incredible partner of ours. And locally, Sammy and Adam, they're not only amazing business partners behind us, but they are super close friends. And I speak on the podcast all the time about the importance of relationships, right? Relationships with our customers, with our vendors, with our suppliers, because at the end of the day, I'm only as good as those that help our brand and assist us in our projects to to take it from the ground up all the way to completion. And if we didn't have partners such as Pella, there's no way we'd be who we are today. Over the years, we've built this amazing relationship. When we call them or email them, they respond. They're quick. They're, their company culture, their integrity, their honesty You know, they are always there to do what's right for us and the customer. They can do anything from small replacement projects to large custom homes and even multi-million dollar commercial projects. And also, when you think about their product line, they can do ultra contemporary, historical preservation, and large traditional projects. So for anyone, any scale, any size, they're the ones to call. They're here local. You know, they have an amazing Instagram. Make sure and give them a follow to see what they're doing. So if you need windows and doors, give Sammy and Adam a call. We stand behind Pella. We love what they do, their culture, their brand, and especially their quality. And if you want to learn more about Pella Windows, check our show notes. We'll have everything tagged there so you can give them a follow and have their contact information to reach out. I love this perspective, and here's why. Is, you know, from your side, Brady, and you're pretty open about it, which I admire, right? You Like you're open about your personality and lack of patience, but even though you have patience, but you know what I mean? Like you want to accelerate your yeah, career, you're working sure. hard. We, we, we've all been in that position. As an owner of a company, you know, you're an owner now, but, you know, for those that own companies, they may have key people that they don't want to lose. And they may have not had these conversations, right, about thinking, how do I retain them? Is there opportunity for growth? How does partnership look like? Um, 
how important for you, maybe as an employee perspective, you know, how important is it for the employer to really vet and understand the goals of their employees and understand a strategy and, and potentially a, a, a game plan for them to move forward and set those clear expectations. I mean, just thinking of it from your perspective would have maybe added more value at the time and helped you maybe stay on that line a little bit longer. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And I think it's something that is now in this ownership position and thinking about the employees we have and kind of potentially, you know, possibly hiring more, it's hard, right? Because you need to have that person. You want someone with ambition and drive and that it's hungry and they want more and they're uh, motivated. But then I also like, I don't also don't want you that motivated that you're going to want to <laughs> be my competitor. Instead, looking back, I'm like, oh, that's exactly how it was. No wonder Jeff acted the way he did. <laughs> you know, it, it's hard. Um, so it, it's it's tricky. But I, I feel like um, this is something that, that I see at AFT with what you've done. I mean, you create that culture that people want to be like, want to be with. And I've talked to some of your guys about, it. I've talked to Adam and Spencer and they're just kind of like, you know, I, I love it here. Why, why would I ever want to leave? And I feel like if you take care of your employees, if you take care of them to the point where they, they're compensated, you know, financially, and you know, you have that culture in place, maybe they don't necessarily need, the actual ownership. But I think that's, that's huge. And it's, it's a fine line and it's really hard to do. And I think it's something that I'm going to have to figure out here soon as, as things are shifting in our company, but that, that culture is huge and um, compensating, being fair, um, not just trying to keep every dime to yourself. I think if you're willing to share in the profits, then that keeps, keep, will keep people around. Company culture, when you speak about that, how's the company? I mean, because Jeff was independent, right? And now he's in a yeah. Brady, this young millennial who wants all this stuff. And now, <laughs> you know, Wyatt, I mean, you guys have grown as a company. And, and I just say yeah. that jokingly for those watching. But, yeah. um, but, you know, how has that evolved, you know, the company culture? Because now your company's grown quite a bit, you know. And yeah. A lot of it. No, for sure. We've had to we've had to kind of shift and think, OK, we, we have to like we have to do um, these kind of company outings. We have to do things that are going to boost morale. We have to kind of um, recognize employees. We have to do things because people, employees expect that from their employer. You know, it's not enough to just show up to work and, and get a paycheck and go home and that's it. I mean, I think in today's day and age, there's, there's definitely more, you need to be a family and you need to do things together. And so I think, it's come natural for us just because of the people that we've hired that it's like, Hey, you know, these are, these are my friends. These are people that I'd want to probably do things with anyways. And so I think that's been a big thing, but no, Jeff and I have had that conversation of like, Oh man, we need to like, we need to plan a end of the year Christmas party. Like <laughs> we never really did that for the first few years and, you know, just stuff like that. And it's been tricky, but that's where I think um, Jeff's probably benefited from me kind of in that, younger generation and I've been an employee um, to where he kind of leans on me like, okay, what, what, what do you expect? What would you expect if you were in the employee? What do we need to do to make sure that, that people are happy? And so I think that that's one of the things that I've been able to bring to the table. Cause yeah, Jeff has been an entrepreneur. I mean, he's been working for himself for forever. I mean, probably 30, 40 years basically. And so it's, it's easy to forget what you have to do in that situation. So now with the partnership, I understand that you guys are looking at exit strategy for Jeff. And I know there's a few years left as you're working through this mm -hmm. difficulty of defining roles, right? How that, how does this look today with you and Jeff on, you know, who does marketing, who does social media, who does business development, who runs projects? Maybe there's a combo, you know, how do you clearly define who's responsible? Yeah, no, I think it's, um, it definitely takes the right personalities. And I think Jeff and I both are like, Hey, look, we both just want to put our head down, heads down and go to work. And, um, he would much rather, he loves handing off any of the pre-construction, the sales, the meeting with, uh, architects, designers, potential clients, kind of that whole process. Jeff is more than happy to be like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to be involved in that. You do that. You handle all that. I'll be there in a meeting. You know, if you need someone with white hair to basically come in and, and close the deal. Um, so he, what, he doesn't trust male model Brady to do it. <laughs> he does. Well, you know, it just depends. Certain clients I'm like, all right, I need some backup here. I need you to come <laughs> in with the experience and, and close the, close the deal. Um, 
but Jeff would much rather like honestly take his leaf blower and take his hose out to the job site and spray off the <laughs> sidewalk and blow out the, you know, all the dust and clean up. And he, he loves just being there on site and building and meeting with the subs and kind of problem solving. And, and I do too, to an extent, but I recognize that that's not my, that's not my strong suit, honestly. Like I'm, I'm not a project manager, um, really is not what I do. I'd, I'd rather be involved in the business development, the growth and the drumming up new work and then thinking about systems and processes and kind of really trying to maximize the business. And Jeff is a lot better at the construction side of things. And so I think that's a few things that have made our partnership work is there's, there's an old and a young, there's kind of, there's an obvious experienced like hey this is my business we didn't start the business together i think so that's that's obviously been very beneficial um but then roles are just different and it's been again that's partnerships are very very hard and very few of them work but i think we just have different strengths and we recognize that and and humility is a big part of it too i think we're both able to say hey yeah that's not my strong so you you take that so when do we get some TikTok dance videos coming between you two? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. TikTok, I don't know that we'll ever be on TikTok. I feel I like I think you guys could go that. viral between Jeff and I know he's not here, but with this gray hair and Brady. I mean, this is a good dynamic here. I mean, we'll maybe have to try it out. Maybe you'll have to show us what we what we have to do there. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know that there will ever be a Fen Rogers uh TikTok account. Uh, we'll just try to <laughs> try to do Instagram, but uh yeah. So, you know, from a, just a building sense, you know, where you guys, I mentioned you do a lot of remodels. I know you do a lot of new build. Do you do spec? I mean, kind of what is the, maybe not the percentage, but kind of the makeup of, yeah. you know, the, the projects you're, you're chasing. So if you like, like from now, like moving forward, we don't have any specs really planned for, I mean, obviously with the economy kind of where it is, we're kind of like, oh, let's just, let's sit tight and see what happens. But the last couple of years we've done, um, I want to say about eight spec homes. And then, so honestly, the last few years, I bet we've been almost a third of each. So a third remodels, third new builds, third spec homes. Um, and the spec homes really just have, have come up as we, as we've come across some development deals, um, out in East Mesa, we've done a couple of, you know, four acre, parcels that we'll purchase and split um, and develop and build a few spec homes on. And, you know, they're three to 4,000 square foot house kind of right around the the million to million and a half sales range. And so nothing too crazy to where we're too extended. Um, So, and those have just kind of, again, just come up, I think, as I drive around and uh, going to different projects or going to different things, I'm always looking, always just kind of keeping an eye out for signs for sales or lots or anything like that. And, Um, so that's been, it's been a good part of our business. I think, um, that's helped our, our, get our name out there. I mean, I think as realtors are going through properties, they're seeing who the builder is. And, um, we've actually showed these specs to a few people that we're now building their custom home. They're like, Hey, you know, I like, I see what you've done here. Maybe this isn't quite, it's not quite big enough, or maybe doesn't have the RV garage or whatever it is. And, I think we have two or three of those right now that we're actually building their custom home. And so that's been actually really beneficial, not only on the projects themselves, but to, to drum up new business. Um, and then speaking to the, the remodels, um, I think Jeff, Jeff has a soft spot in his heart for remodels. I mean, cause that's really what kept him afloat during the crash. Um, he was just doing whatever he could to, keep his guys busy really. And there's, there's quite a few subs that are still with us that he did everything he could to, to keep them busy. I mean, did whatever he could to drum up their uh, business to keep those guys busy and keep them around. And they've, they've been loyal to us this whole time since. And we, we just look at remodels as kind of our, our, um, hedge against the economy. Basically, we feel like we can always find remodels to do. There's always someone that maybe is looking for a remodel. And they've also been a really good foot in the door with interior designers to where, you know, they may get a, a referral from a client that, or, or a potential client that is a really good job for them. You know, maybe they're making as much as they would, or it's as big of a scope as a new build would be. 
but it's a remodel. And as you know, it takes the right contractor to be able to do that. But that's how we've been able to start new jobs with um, interior designers. We'll say, hey, we'll, we'll do these remodels with you and we'll kind of develop a relationship there. And then that's that's grown into doing, you know, high end multimillion dollar custom homes. I love the case study here. And here's why, because, and I was just having lunch today uh, with somebody who's looking at, you know, eventually going out on their own, they're in the commercial world. What's interesting, Brady, is even though you guys are established, here's a wide open case study for someone who's looking to grow their business or, you know, it's one thing mm-hmm. to say, okay, well, I can go on social media. I can go on LinkedIn and yes, you know, I could call, call architects and designers, but the reciprocity is big. I mean, you think about content, right. And, and projects and, you know, doing these remodels has opened up not just the content reciprocity and opportunity to work with different designers and that collaboration, but clients. I know you have clients you've done remodels for that are now building. And so, you, you know, it's a business development arm of the company. You know, the spec homes open up that aspect again, business development and name recognition and signs and, you know, have the custom home. So essentially all three of these mirror each other and have helped build the brain. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. To the point where now, like, um, you know, from that, we were booked out on our contract work for the next couple of years to, you know, it's worked out well where, you know, the spec market here in Arizona is a little, you know, a little bit more um, fragile. And yeah. fragile. Yeah, there you go. That's the word like just kind of, yeah, we're definitely not as ambitious to to go extend ourselves. But yeah, we're in this position where it's funny, I get and I'm sure you get asked this too, like people see what's going on in the housing market. And they just come and talk to me. How you do it? Like almost like, hey, are you okay? Like, are do you have work? Like, are you just thinking that all of a sudden we don't have any work anymore? And I'm like, honestly, we are. We're we're looking to hire. Like, we're fortunate to have you know contracts in place, and anything could change. But um, we have these jobs lined up to where we got a couple of years worth of business to to keep us busy. And so I think it's just from being able to do many different things and not just putting all of our cards into, you know, into one hand basically to say, this is only what we do. Um, but yeah, it's worked out well for us. Well, I think a lot of people are just, uh, trauma, traumatized, you know, um, PTSD from, you know, 2008, <laughs> nine, the crash. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so they assume that, but the reality is, I mean, some of the contractors, I don't want to say are savvy, but have been preparing. Right. And, and you mentioned that mm-hmm. this comes from Jeff. He's had this, PTSD from a lot of these <laughs> crashes. And so he's chasing work. He won't turn it down. So you guys have built this healthy backlog. Um, going back to the spec side, you know, I think that's yeah. pretty unique. So this, it sounds like you had a lot of involvement. It wasn't just Jeff, but you're going around because the spec side can be challenged as you're pulling together, you know, land deals and entitlement and financing and, you know, the yeah. horizontals and utilities. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, what do you attribute your knowledge to go, go out and find these deals, especially at a young age? So it's a lot of just, uh, I have a good family friend that's in kind of the commercial real estate world. And I, he, I've talked to him and he's been a mentor for me, but I feel like any, anytime I've talked to him or just say, Hey, what are you doing? What are you up to? He, he says this, like, he's like, I'm always looking, always looking. So just no matter what, like if you're driving, we have the, the opportunity to be driving, you know, checking on jobs, driving all over the place and just always be looking for potential deal, whatever it is. Um, and so that's kind of been my mindset as, as I'm driving around, if I see a for sale sign, I'll call realtors. I'll just check in and see, Hey, you know, what is this? What's the zoning? What's, and it took some, um, you know, the first project we did was, was four lots that, um, had actually already been split, but it was someone that was going to develop them. And then they just were like, ah, you know, I'm not a builder. So I'll just sell off the property. And so we, we looked at it and, uh, I talked to Jeff. I was like, Hey, what do you think? Like, I think this could, I think this could make sense. And I think Jeff was, um, he's like, okay, if you, if you find someone to finance this, I'll, I'll do it with you. And I think he kind of said that thinking like, Oh, he's not gonna be able to find anybody. Or, you know, <laughs> I was just kind of, <laughs> cause if you talk to Jeff, it's like, I mean, Monday morning he comes in he's like, okay, what have you been thinking about this weekend? Like, There's always <laughs> something, always something new that I'm thinking about. Um, so, but I was like, okay, let me go see what I can do. And I'm one of my favorite, uh, favorite books is how to win friends and influence people. And I feel like that's a little cliche to say that it's just such a, but such a good book. And so I was at the gym, um, one morning and was just, you know, I'd gotten to know a few people there and just talked to people. And, you know, I try to go early in the morning and I found that people that are there early in the morning are usually 
successful people for the most part. Um, and just talked to this guy, just, I knew he had a little bit of money and I said, Hey, you know, kind of came across this deal. Like, do you want to finance a spec home? And he was like, yeah, actually I would. Um, From the gym. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and come to find out his dad and their good family friend, like had been doing that. They, uh, their good family friend, um, used to be president of a bank. And so he was familiar with that process of just lending and, you know, putting deeds of trust in place and um, interest rates and all of that. And then he and his dad had self-directed some money and some self-directed IRAs that, you know, they liked the idea. And so we've teamed up with these guys and they've financed um, eight houses for us now. And it's been um, probably two and a half million dollars or so that we've, we've done in business with them. And it's just been, it's been awesome. So, I mean, I guess it was kind of lucky or, you know, whatever that we came across each other, but I think it just was, Hey, you know, don't be afraid to talk to people. Don't be afraid to, um, you know, just ask questions or ask, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? Would you be interested in this? And so I remember coming back to Jeff and him being like, Oh shoot. Like, I guess, <laughs> I guess, we, I guess, we, gotta I guess we, I guess we got to do this now. Um, so we did in that first deal, like it didn't, we didn't make a ton of money on it. I think we didn't realize looking back, we should have sold these houses for a lot more than what we did, but Especially we just didn't land. Yeah. I mean, we just didn't really have, you know, didn't really know. We still made money on them and paid back our investors and the relationship there was great. And so it really was kind of a, Hey, that was the first one. And then the second one we did was, was really, I mean, we, we, we did really well on the second development they were more than willing to just say, Hey, yeah, here you go. Um, here's the money. Let's do it. They loved working with us. They, they loved, we found that they, they loved, you know, just driving out to these projects and that, you know, they'd go out there and on the weekends and kind of be like, Oh, look at, look at this project we're doing. Look at what we're building out here, even though they just were kind of financing the deal, but it was just a, it's been a fun relationship. And so we're looking for more opportunities to, to do things with them, but yeah. It just kind of all came back to uh, not being afraid to ask and just, you know, being willing to put yourself out there a little bit. It's interesting you say that because the fact of the matter is I'm sure even though this is some from the gym that you knew somewhat, the reality is they're not mm -hmm. making more land, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 there, there's value. So depending on, you know, the deal structure, you know, and there's a lot of logistics and zoning and easements and entitlements and so forth. But the reality is that there, there's value in land, right? And, and, For sure. and you can sell that, but you, I, I love that you went down this road, the relationship side, because it's something that, you know, I know you're big on, I'm big on, is that you never know, right? These seeds that you're planting, these relationships, and it's not just a selfish mm -hmm. thing, you're providing value, and you never know how these things come to fruition. I mean, our most signature project is someone that I never would have thought would be building a home of yeah. this size, and it's something yeah. I knew, yeah. and, and here we are, yeah. signature project we're doing, and so you never know where those leads come, and, you know, just that continual effort to to meet people, to get out, you know, even at you know, a little, you never know where that leads going to come from. For sure. No, absolutely. And I feel like I've, I've realized that people can go either way. You know, the people who look really, and this isn't true all the, all the time, but the people who look like they're really successful or they're a little bit more flashy or whatever, maybe they aren't actually as flashy or as successful as you think, or, but then there's, there's so many people that have money. I mean, it's just kind of, um, just crazy to think. And so not that you're just going to come out and, and talk to them about it right off the bat, but I think just being willing to, to ask and, you know, don't, don't make assumptions basically on appearances. Yeah. And I've even found, it's kind of funny. I mean, that, that there is some sensitivity, to some aspect, and I know I'll get some pushback from designers and architects, but you know, a lot of us do social media, we'll have people reach out and ask questions like, Hey, this mm -hmm. product. And, you know, I, I have some sensitivity to my clients that are spending a great amount on design and architecture to not give mm -hmm. everything out. But I can point clients to like still be friendly and answer in a certain way. Like, hey, we, mm -hmm. you know, you like this stone. Well, maybe I won't give you the exact spec, but, you know, here's a supplier, you know, solstice in town that you can go to. And, mm -hmm. some, you know, this is where we actually picked this blend and, and did our own custom blend. It's not there, but you can go find stuff. And so, but I found that I actually have found two clients just being receptive, answering questions, yeah. you know, things that I can't answer, but at least, you know, always responding to them. And, and that now they've hired us to build their home. So you never know where these things can come from and you still want to, you know, balance that. Yeah. And it really doesn't take that much time, like you're saying, to just respond and just kind of be receptive and, um, you know, plant that seed or 
yeah, I mean, I think anyone that you meet could be your next client or could be, you know, one of your best clients. And so I think just always keeping that mindset is, is huge for sure. So speak to the controversy on Facebook you created when you asked what's your favorite cereal. <laughs> oh man. I knew you That's didn't know that was hilarious. coming. I did not know that was coming. I forgot about that. I got I forgot that was even on there. That is hilarious. I'm glad that made an impact on you. Um, it did. I remember because cause I know you pretty well, Brady, and I know your personality. <laughs> and so Brady started this huge Yeah. Uh, about yeah, your favorite breakfast your favorite? cereal. Yeah. 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 And, it just I, and the funny up. thing is, I don't I remember, remember getting, what you wrote. I don't remember what you wrote, but it blew up. No, I just like put my top, you know, I was like, hey, these are my favorite cereals, just whatever. And, you know, it just was probably, man, geez, five, six years ago. I don't know how long ago that was, but was. probably just sitting bored. Uh, <laughs> um, and man, it just like offended people and people are just like, <laughs> no way, that's not. I honestly don't even remember. I think I had Cinnamon Toast Crunch as my, my favorite, I think, which I think it still crunch. is. Um <laughs> but man, it just raised some hell for sure in the comment section. I think I had over a hundred comments on my Facebook posts, but <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. Well, I just bring it up because I, you know, I listen to Dan Patrick. He's a sports, you know, you know, sports yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah. And and someone went on Twitter. I'm trying to remember who it was, but they went on Twitter and said, I'm about to add some cereal to my milk. And it like blew up, right? Everyone's like, wait, what? You put your milk in the bowl for <laughs> some cereal? cereal to my milk. <laughs> and so oh, it reminded wow. me of the controversy you set up. But but let me ask That's you this. What, you know, yeah. I, I know you've been working with Jeff on the partnership and stuff and, you know, integrating so many different things you've been learning. Um, build a 20, build a trend. What's going on? So I knew this question was coming. I actually like signed up for Builder Trend last week. And this was like, honestly, reporting, recording this podcast was like what got me over the edge because I knew I was going to be asked. So shout out Builder Trend. Um, give Brad a little bit more commission. Um, so, no, I mean, honestly, it's been Builder Trend. So we actually tried it. Jeff and I did about, I want to say five years ago. And we literally had like three projects that we were doing, the two of us. And there, you know, it just really wasn't that much that we were doing. And we're like, man, we just, we're not using this, Jeff. And still to this day, it's like, I just want a clipboard and a piece of paper. Like, I, I can't do this. He still hasn't set up Dropbox on his phone because he's like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's like, I don't know. Someone's going to have to show me. <laughs> Someone's have to show me how to do it. But um, I'm probably going to get grilled uh, after Jeff listens to this. <laughs> no, um, you've been super kind to him. I mean, anyone can write it. I'm sure just like the reality is that, but, you know, not growing up with technology, it's a total different generation. Yeah, we get it. I mean, that's sure. everyone has a good laugh. For sure. And, and honestly, I'm a little bit of an old soul when it comes to that stuff too. But um, we finally, I mean, we tried, so we tried Builder Trend a few years ago and we just were like, man, we're just not using this. And it's just, we're not getting the value out of it. And we just were at a different point in our company at that time we just it didn't it didn't make sense because we were just running a few projects and it wasn't that that crazy um but now we've gone through we've tried um we actually were using co-construct for a little bit which builder trend i think they just they purchased and again we just couldn't really like adapt to it the the usability of it just didn't seem that fluid it just wasn't really making sense to us and so we just never really committed to it. We basically were using it to build our estimates. So then we're like, okay, we just need an estimating software. So we switched over to build exact, um, which has been great because it's got the takeoff tool. And so building estimates and everything, but then we've just found that, you know, it's just, it's not enough to just be managing these projects um, with boots on the ground. And, you know, we got to have more organization and um, systems. And so that's, that's really a big part of what, I'm trying to do this this year um, is really nail down our systems, our operations, like get this to a well-oiled machine. Um, and I think Builder Trend is going to be a big, a big part of that. We actually have a, a company lunch tomorrow. They're going to do kind of our initial training. And um, I'm sure so many people listening to this are like, I can't believe you're not using Builder Trend yet. I know that you've <laughs> said that to me too, but I uh, can't wait. Uh, super, super excited. Um, Builder 20. Um, I may need you to to speak to me a little bit. And I've, I've talked to um, Tom uh, Trithal with Lost Creek Construction. And honestly, it's one of those things where, and this maybe comes back to the partnership. And maybe again, if Jeff listens to this, he'll maybe, maybe get on board with it. But I think 
that's one of those things that's been a little tricky um, because it's like, what, well, do we both join? Do we both go to it? How does that work? I don't know if there's any, do you, do you know of any partnerships in builder 20? Um, yeah. Okay. And they both, both attend. Okay. And, and so that's just where I need to have that conversation with Jeff, but I think if it doesn't happen in the next couple of years, like when it's my, my operation, when I'm, I'm doing it, that's like, yeah, it's going to be one of the first things that I do. So I, I definitely believe in it. I think it's, I think it's um, super important, worth, worth um, the time and effort and money spent into it. It's just been one of those things that, you know, may just have to wait till afterwards. Yeah. Because what, what, what I can say, and, 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 you know, for sake of time, I won't go into the depths of this, but I mean, there's so much value yeah. from you know, financials and education and thought leadership and legal stuff and, you know, uh, different strategies you're sharing. But I think most importantly, like anything, you're accountable. Right. When you're in front of 20 people, you're meeting twice a year and they're holding your feet to the fire on systems, accountability, structure, where you at goals you're setting. You know, I, I yeah. we set goals at every meeting and then you're followed up on. And so that accountability is something that really makes us better business owners, because at the end of the day, I mean, look, Brady, you and Jeff can operate. I can operate. But when you have someone, yeah. like, hey, what you promise this, you're not doing it. I mean, it's like a life coach, business coach, right, that can be super valuable. Absolutely. No, absolutely. That's, that's definitely one of the next steps for us, I think, is to to be a part of that. I mean, just accountability, it's the whole it's the whole nature of our business. And I think any business really or any phase of life. But I mean, when you're not accountable, your performance is going to slack for sure. So what do you do for fun? Um, well, I love to play golf with my good friend, Brad, play basketball <laughs> with my good friend, Brad. <laughs> um, no, I mean, we got, I mean, those are my, those obviously, yeah. Golf and basketball are my two hobbies. You and I share those, but, uh, no doubt. Yes. Um, but I got my, my, we got a young family, we got three kids. Um, there's six, four and two. So, I mean, that's, that's really what I love to do. Just spending time with family, um, going on trips together, just doing stuff with them. It's, it's, I mean, that's just, that's the best hanging out with family, spend time with my wife and, doing that and then trying to squeeze in a round of golf or some basketball every once in a while. Well, for anyone that's playing golf, it's a coin toss. So when you're betting Brady, just it's a flip <laughs> of a coin. Is it the front nine or back nine? And it will change because sometimes they'll <laughs> shoot even on the front and 15 over on the back. So you, <laughs> just tread lightly. But no, uh, Brady I just great don't, <laughs> I don't have the mental capacity to finish 18 holes at golf. I can be really good for nine and then I just get distracted and I can't, uh, can't finish. <laughs> I, I don't think it's mental capacity. I think it's just golf. Like that's just golf. Like, yeah, it is true. Yeah, it's just golf. It's no, you're so right. hard. It's not like basketball that you and I could just go play. <laughs> no. whatever, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what's upcoming? I'm excited for you guys. So actually, yeah, I'm going to take this opportunity. So we Build were building. Well, Builder Trend for sure. Yeah, Builder Trend, absolutely. Uh, that is where we're having that meeting tomorrow. Um, we're building we're building a model home. Um, oh, I don't wow. know if you saw this, Brad. I don't know if we've talked about it, but it's um, it's actually it's it's one of these lots that was part of the developments that we did, and it kind of was this random lot that maybe wouldn't be desirable as a spec or for you living there. But um, yeah, we're building this model home that we're actually going to use as a vacation rental. Um, so we're going to rent it out. We want to set it up as kind of a, you know, resort style destination property. Um, but when it's not being rented, we're going to use that as an opportunity to take our clients through and show them, Hey, this is what we do. These are some options. And so we're working with vendors right now to see, you know, who wants to be a part of this model home. So, I mean, shout out to any, any vendors that maybe would would maybe want to be interested in that. Sorry to take a, a free plug there, but um, totally fine. Basically, yeah. I mean, we just and you know how it is. Like it's it's hard as soon as you finish a project. It's like you know clients move in and then it's like okay, like well, we'll see you again when we do some warranty work. But it, it's really it's hard to showcase your work and it's hard mm -hmm. to take people through a finished product. Um, and so that's essentially what we're going to do with this with this model home we're building. And obviously, it's got a it's got to make some money or at least pay for itself. And so we're going to use it as a, as a vacation rental, short-term rental um, in the time being, but yeah, we'll use that opportunity to take clients through. So we just broke ground on it. Actually super, super excited about it. It's going to be, it's going to be a cool, cool project. So. I love it because that's the thing. I mean, when clients want to see your work and it can depend on the product you have in the market and yeah. you know, the clients move in, you know, you don't want to bug them and take some to their house, but uh, 
But you've been amazing, Brady. I mean, the content sure. is so valuable on this episode, and you share so much <laughs> amazing insight. Mature beyond your years, for sure. Where can our listeners find you? <laughs> Uh, just probably Instagram, I think is, is the best place. We're at Fen Rogers underscore custom homes. Um, I, I run that, uh, Jeff is Jeff's on it too, but I mean, I'm, I'm, um, mainly running that. So Instagram probably would be the best place to, uh, to reach out to me for sure. Well, you're awesome, Brady. Can't thank you enough for coming on and appreciate the friendship. Cool. Appreciate you, Brad. Thank you. Thanks for everything. If you give value from the show, please support us by giving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen to. And I also have a favor to ask. We've had some incredible guests that come on and share their wisdom, their knowledge about their business. So if you have friends or family members that could benefit from those episodes, please share it with them, as well as any other business owners that you're networking with that could get value from the podcast or certain episodes. Please share those as well. Again, subscribe. Make sure you're following any questions that you have, topics, We've had uh, listeners reach out about certain guests that we should have on the show. Again, brad.l at aftconstruction.com. Email me for topics to address, guests that we should have on, and even if you think you'd be a great guest for the show. So again, thank you for all your support, and we'll see you next time.